What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to another episode of the Duke Blue Central podcast. Coming to you live tonight after a great Blue Devil victory. A win over the Michigan State Spartans in the Champions Classic, 74-65, to the final score. Duke comes away with a victory and is 2-1 and on the year and rebounds from a tough loss against Arizona at home. Great game to watch, uh, especially if you maybe just skipped the first five minutes of the game. Uh, Duke came out with a lot more aggression, a lot more uh, effort in this game, uh, especially down the stretch and kind of a late first half into early second half. I felt like Duke played with a lot, uh, a lot more pace, a lot more... I guess intensity is the right word there. Uh, a good effort from the Blue Devils tonight. Uh, it, it was a great game. There are a lot of different stories going on in this game. Uh, the biggest one being the emergence of Caleb Foster. Caleb Foster had a monster game tonight, leading the Blue Devils in scoring off the bench, scoring 18 on 7 for 8, shooting uh, with 4 for 5 from three-point range. Just an incredibly efficient game for Caleb Foster. Also looked strong on the defensive end. Uh, he was really given a case in this game to bump up into the starting lineup for maybe some games. Uh replace Jared McCain, who didn't have his greatest of nights, admittedly, and I think he would tell you that. Uh, but nevertheless, Caleb Foster is the biggest story from this game, no doubt in my mind. kind of want to break down a few things, uh, what I saw watching during this game. I'll go the good, bad, and then wrap up with some thoughts at the end. The good, it has to start with Caleb Foster. Uh, Foster's been a kid, I think, every Duke fan who, you watch this guy's high school tape, and it's undeniable the type of tough shot blocker he is, type of dog he is. Uh, the mentality that this kid has is just something that you can't teach. And I thought that really came out in today's game. You know, Duke fans were joking on Twitter. There always seems to be one freshman that really uh, comes out and explodes in a big game like this, Champions Classic. Remember a few years ago, it was Trevor Keels against Kentucky that just came out and had actually his greatest game as a Blue Devil. We're hoping Caleb Foster can uh, continue up from here and not this be his peak. Uh, but there always seems to be one freshman that just comes and sparks alive at the Champions Classic. This year, it was none other than Caleb Foster. Came off the bench for Duke today and instantly just provided a spark. I think his first shot make of the game was a really tough contested three at a big part of the game. Drilled it. If there's one thing I've been uh, questioning about Foster's game, it's the three-point shooting. I know he can get to the hole and pass and dribble, but uh, I was, wasn't sure how his three-point shot was going to translate to the college level. And uh, man, Tonight, he uh, really proved me wrong, shooting four from five from three. Some of those were contested. The one he missed, I would say, was his only bad shot of the night. Really contested jump shot three in the second half that uh, maybe a heat check moment for him because he was, he was on fire uh, at that point in the game. But that was, I think, maybe his only negative from this game. Caleb Foster just had an awesome, awesome night. Uh, now to, to move on from that. Uh, good also, I'll, I'll throw Kyle Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski is probably going to be in the good in every single one of these games. Uh, you know, he didn't have a great shooting night. Pretty much nobody other than uh, Caleb Foster, and maybe you could include Mark Mitchell, even though he only shot the ball three times, had a good shooting night. Uh, let me read you some of these stats from the box score. Kyle Filipowski shot five for 13. Proctor shot four for 12. 
McCain was 0 for 5. Roach was only 2 for 5. Only five shots from Roach in this whole game. Ryan Young hit both of his baskets. Foster was 7 for 8, like we said. And then Blake missed, Blake's missed his only shot as well. So uh, kind of a bad shooting night all around for the Blue Devils, which we'll get into a little bit more in the bad section of this uh, of this episode. But I still want to include Flip in there. Did not have a good shooting night. Didn't make a single three and still ends up with 15 points and eight rebounds. Uh, huge performance from Flip again, especially after getting into early foul trouble and not playing uh, for a significant portion of the first half. And I was actually pleased with the effort Duke was giving without him on the floor. Uh, you know, every time he goes out, as a Duke fan, you're holding your breath because I think he is uh, by far the uh, the most important and best player on the court for Duke. And uh, anytime he goes out, it feels like the offense stalls a little bit. But they were able to weather the storm without him and actually build and increase a little bit of a lead when he went out in that first half. But he comes back in the second half, plays an awesome second half. Uh, the rebounds for him were, were huge in this game. Uh, I also want to get to, I guess I can go to it now in the good section, but Duke actually won the rebounding battle in this game against Michigan State. Rebounding has maybe been the thing that Duke fans have talked about the most about this team being its biggest weakness. Duke actually went out there and won the rebounding battle today. Now, Michigan State is not a particularly huge team in height, but they are a super athletic team. Uh, so that can has known to give Duke fits sometimes. So maybe Kyle Filipowski has a little bit of an edge with his height uh, against teams like this in Michigan State. But still, it takes a lot of effort to grab the rebounds off of some of these uh, Michigan State guys who could just straight up jump out of the gym. Uh, but that that's another huge positive for this game is the uh, the rebounding battle being won by Duke. Also want to shout out the free throw shooting. And, and when I talk about at the conclusion of this, the difference in this game was Caleb Foster and Duke's ability to get and knock down free throw shots. Uh, I want to shout out Mark Mitchell too. Mark had a sneaky good game. Uh, let me just read you the stat lines for this. And you wouldn't be able to guess how many points he had. So Mark Mitchell went two for three with four rebounds, two steals. And somehow winds up with 13 points in this one. <laughs> About as efficient of a stat line as you can have, only taking three shots and finishing with 13. Uh, but it was because he was nine for nine on his free throws attempts. On his free throw attempts, a ton of those coming through in the first half. I, I think a huge part of this game. You know, if you look at the box score, Michigan State won the second half now by two points, and some of that is a symptom of Duke letting up on defense at the end just to kind of grind out the game and get the win but uh, Duke's first half lead is is a massive part of why they won this game and, and I think a big part of how they got that lead was Mark Mitchell's ability to recognize Michigan State was in foul trouble Duke got in the bonus with a, a seven minutes left a little over seven minutes left and Mark knew that and played smart basketball getting into the lane getting into the paint and either and, and most of the time going up for a shot where I think he knew he was going to get fouled and go to the free throw line. But you still have to hit all those free throws, and he did that, went 9-for-9 nine nine in this game. I think March Mitchell, Mark Mitchell is a massive part of why we won this game too, just his ability to recognize the situation he was in and uh, to be able to get to the line and knock down shots is something that's going to be really valuable for Duke, especially with a guy like Mark Mitchell who brings so much more to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously thought Mark had a good defensive game today, too. He typically always does. Um, also, shout out Ryan Young. 
Uh, a lot of people have been uh, disrespecting Ryan Young's name. He came out and actually had a great performance tonight. Uh, he only he scored eight points uh, with uh, eight rebounds, uh, seven rebounds, 8.7 rebounds, two assists. I think that is a stat line that every Duke fan in the country will take for Ryan Young. This was more his type of game. Uh, like I said earlier, Michigan State is a team that's a little bit smaller but athletic. Athletic bigs can give Ryan Young some problems, but uh, he had the strength tonight uh, to fight down there for the boards with the Michigan State big man and the uh, the awareness and the agility to make some great passes. I thought maybe the play of the game was a little give and go uh, from Proctor to Ryan Young and then back to Proctor for an easy layup, which turned out to be an and one. Uh, Ryan Young had a great game tonight. Super happy for him uh, kind of getting back into form after a, a subpar Arizona game. Uh, very, very happy with Ryan Young's performance tonight. I think that uh, pretty much wraps up my good. Uh, another part of the good for this is that Duke as a team uh, was was able to stand every punch Michigan State threw at us. You know, in, in the second half, there were a lot of moments where you felt like Michigan State was getting back into the game. They were getting back into the game. I, I think one point they got the lead back to three uh, when Hall, which, man, uh, a huge effort from Hall from Michigan State tonight, just felt like he was making everything down the stretch, uh, was just uh, played with a ton of heart and uh, put the team on his back for a massive stretch of the second half. Felt like Michigan State's only option to score. Uh, but, man, he succeeded in that. But felt like when he got going, uh, Michigan State cut the lead to three. They were really going to get back in and threaten to take a lead even. Duke just responded every time. And that's something I think you can take away as growth from uh, last Arizona game. Uh, where every time Duke felt like they were within punching range, they faltered. Well, this time the shoe was on the other foot a little bit, and uh, Michigan State was the one pushing up and trying to get over the hump, and Duke was able to push that down every time uh, and stretch the lead back out to 7-11 points. It felt like that was really the story of the whole second half, is that Duke would go up by a little bit by 11, but Michigan State never stopped guarding the ball and kept playing good defense so Duke couldn't extend the lead that much uh, with where the offense is right now. Michigan State would come back, cut the lead to uh, you know five to three points. Typically it was about five points. One time they cut it to three uh, and then Duke would respond again, typically with either Kyle Filipowski or mostly Caleb Foster hitting big shot after big shot and getting stops on the defensive end. Uh, so that's a huge positive I can take away from tonight is just the situational awareness of this team. Being able to stop those runs, I think, it, it is a big deal for this team, especially where I felt like uh, they, they weren't, they couldn't play well situationally against Arizona. When they needed to make baskets to get back into the game, they couldn't. Tonight, when they needed to stop and a basket to keep Michigan State from getting back into the game, they were able to do that. Now, that wraps up my good for this game. Obviously, this is a huge win for Duke. This was, I didn't want to say it before the game, but this was almost a must win for us. When you look at our non-conference schedule, uh, I, I think we... I think most Duke fans would be happy if we went 3-1 and one over the big four games, being Arizona, Michigan State, Arkansas, and Baylor. Uh, and you needed to get this one against Michigan State because I think if this was the easiest game, I feel, of the non-conference slate. I think Arkansas is going to be a heck of a game to play on the road in Fayetteville. And I think Baylor has a bunch of talent on the roster that could give us problems. But I think uh, – I still think Arizona was the was the best team we're going to play maybe all year, um, but 
but you needed to get this one if you were Duke. We needed to uh, make sure we were two and one and, and not drop uh, our second straight big non-conference game in a row. Hopefully this sets us on a good path. We got kind of a, a string here of what should be layup games and uh, prepare us for the next hard non-conference test. But it, this is a big deal uh, getting this win. Uh, and when you look at NCAA seeding, I think what kept Duke out of getting a higher seed than I thought they deserved last year was the the lack of a big win in the non-conference. You know, you look at that game against Kansas last year where you felt like you could have won the game and you gave it up. I, I think games like that really matter when Duke is playing in a weak ACC like it's looking like it's going to be this year, uh, especially when you figure, you know, Duke will probably have some fluky losses in the ACC this year. Uh, you got to stack these non-conference wins up. Uh, it, it would just be so big if we could go into ACC with only that Arizona loss. I, I couldn't feel better about Duke's chances uh, when come tournament time uh, if we're looking at that as our only loss in the non-conference. Uh, but yeah, huge, huge win. But there, it wasn't all good tonight. Uh, certainly, if you watched from the beginning of the game, uh, there was definitely some bad to focus on. And that's where I'll begin. Start of the game was just ugly for Duke and ugly for Michigan State, uh, just to be frank. It, it did not feel like a Champions Classic game uh, from the rip. It, this is a tournament that's normally used to seeing uh, two epic battles of great teams that did not look like that in the first five minutes. I think Duke had five or so turnovers in the first five minutes. There was a point where we had only one less turnover than we did shots in the first half. Just bad passes, lazy passes, not enough effort on the hands and getting hands on the ball for the passes. And Michigan State's defense was just eating those up all day and kept turning us over. We also had, gosh, it felt like eight travels in the lane. Um from just all sort, all kind of different guys. Even Foster had some. Mark Mitchell had some. Just where guys kind of got stuck driving face to the basket, and the Michigan State was able to kind of hold up the ball and make them take a few extra steps and walk. And, and they made those mistakes multiple times, which is is something you not don't like to see. Uh, you'd like to see those kind of plays get addressed and maybe the first timeout, first media timeout, and they not make those mistakes again. But they kept making those mistakes over and over again. I'll cut them some slack because they did really uh, stop at a certain point in the game, especially the second half was great on turnovers. And even late in the first half when Duke was succeeding is when we stopped turning the ball over. I, I think the turnovers just stunted our offense in the first half. We could never get into a flow. And then as soon as we stopped turning the ball over, the offense stopped clicking and that's when we went on the 12-2 run to end the half to go up 11 uh, which was a massive massive moment in this game when you consider um, the point spread in the second half but way too many turnovers in the beginning of this game I, I also want to uh, say Jared McCain did not have his greatest night uh, I've been raving about McCain and and still think he's a great player I, he had his moments tonight where he was good on the floor but he made no shots missed all of his shots went 0 for 5, four of those being threes. Uh, just not a great game from him. But, it's again, it's one of those things he, he didn't take. I think he took one shot tonight that I didn't like. It was an early three in the shot clock. But, honestly, from him, you don't even hate him being aggressive in his three-point shooting because we know he's a guy who can just snipe it. But uh, uh, Jared's a guy that I trust. I, I think he took pretty good shots tonight. I just think they didn't fall. I don't know if it's Michigan State – 
you know, obviously they have their best three-point shooting night of the season. We expected that as Duke fans. I think they shot 6% from three from the first two games, and they shot 31% tonight. Still not an awesome percentage, but way better than what they're used to, uh, which I think if you were a Duke fan and you've watched us play Michigan State before, you knew that was going to happen. Um, but I, I say that to say everybody kind of had a rough shooting night. I don't know if that's just – getting used to the new sight lines in the gym or, or getting used to playing in a place that's not a college stadium. I, I know that might not be a huge factor for some of these kids, but I don't know. The shooting fell off tonight, and, and, and I do have that uh, as a concern for this Duke team moving forward. But I wanted to highlight um, – uh, Jared McCain getting no points was a problem for us tonight. I think if he scores at his usual clip, uh, we have a chance to really route this Michigan State team. Uh, but Jared will get better. I, I just think this was the case tonight of the shots not falling for him. And I think uh, especially Caleb Foster having the performance he had, there's going to be some pressure for maybe him to start in a few of these games instead of McCain. Maybe uh, McCain coming off the bench will uh, just – spark him but I trust Jared I I don't think he was that bad tonight I, I know he missed all his shots but they're gonna fall for him I I really am a strong believer that you know we're gonna see a game where he makes four or five threes and leads Duke in scoring uh it, it just wasn't his night tonight uh Roach had a weirdly quiet game two for five tonight only seven points it, just not used to seeing only five shots uh by Jeremy Roach's name uh but once again, he, he made shots when they counted. I thought for the most part he was getting exposed a little bit on the defensive side, but it was something Duke was able to overcome. Uh, but maybe my biggest concern from this game and, and something to keep your eye on for the next few games is the three-point shooting for Duke, other than Caleb Foster. It, let me read you the stats here. So Caleb Foster went four for five from three-point range. Duke made only six three-pointers in the whole game. So only two other made shots. One was from Jeremy Roach. One was from Tyrese Proctor. By the way, those two guys from three uh, went a combined one, two for seven, I think. Uh, Proctor made one for five. Roach made one for three. Caleb Froster shoots four for five. He really brought our three-point percentage up, and we still only shot 27% uh, on the night. Now, everyone thought the strengths of this team were going to be our pace of play and our shooting. And, and that's just our offense, at least to start the year, has not been that. I, I felt like we were good at we were good when Duke got to run this game. Uh, but it's been interesting the past few games because I think Duke eventually is going to want to play a fast pace. But we've played two teams back to back now that thrive and love to play at a really quick pace. So I think uh, we might have been intentionally slowing it down just to play those two teams and maybe we'll speed up. But Duke's offense has not been this fast-paced, lights-out shooting offense. Uh, we have not been as good of, especially on the shooting front, we have not been as good as I expected. I think that's something that, uh, you know, if you want to win a title with this team, the, the three-point shooting has to get better. And I know it's just one night, uh, but it's just something we have to keep an eye on. I, it's it's going to be really frustrating if this team can't hit over 30% of their threes. When you roll out a three-guard lineup uh, with all small, quick guys, you really are expecting to hit more than 27 to 30% of your threes. You're expecting that number to be up 35-plus percent, um, especially if you're taking smart three-pointers, maybe in transition or open threes. But that's just not been the story of this team so far. Uh, 
the three-point shooting has to has to improve for me. That's even more of a concern for this team for me right now than the rebounding is. And I know that sounds crazy because uh, Duke this Duke team is going to have a tendency to get out-rebounded a lot. But the way we offset that is with our speed and with our shooting. And if the shooting doesn't fall, then we've got a problem. Then that's when it's really going to uh, negative compounding interest for this team. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Duke comes out with a big win tonight, even without shooting the ball well, which is a good sign. But uh, something I'm really going to be watching over the next few games, even though they're against smaller opponents, is how Duke shoots the three. I think it's a big story moving forward. Uh, lastly, player of the game has to be Caleb Foster, obviously. And uh, like I said in the beginning, this game was won on the back of Caleb Foster and uh, a great free throw shooting from Duke, who uh, who finished the day shooting 24 from 30 from the line. That's 80%. We will take that uh, each and every day. Uh, great effort from the Blue Devils tonight, getting to the line, playing smart ball. Sometimes when the ball isn't falling, the free throw line needs to be your best friend. And I think that is a sign of a smart team, of an intelligent team and a well-coached team that, look, ball's not falling through the hoop. Let's get into the lane and try to get some fouls and uh, shoot from the line, which this team is obviously really good at, shooting 80% for eighty percent on the night, 24 for 30. Uh, that's a great sign for Duke moving forward that they were able to recognize that situationally and take advantage of that and really win the game because of that, as well as the awesome play of Caleb Foster. But that's my thoughts on the game. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening and tuning in to this episode of Duke Blue Central. Uh, I've enjoyed interacting with you guys as much as I can. You can give me a follow over on Twitter at Duke Blue Central. If you want to help out the show, if you enjoy the show, uh, give it a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to. Appreciate each and every one of you listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Go Blue Devils.